suffering is is not a badge of honor. It is not anything that that God intended, right? It, it is not anything that that God created, but He allows it in His mercy. He allows it because He knows that it is through suffering that we can become intimately aware of Christ in our life. Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back, ladies, to Linking Arms. Today, I am joined with Brooke Martin, and the topic of the day is beauty of pain, the beauty of pain. Brooke, thank you for being here. Let's dive in. All right. Sounds good, Nadine. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So where do we begin? This is this is a, a topic that's kind of... Um, different. It's unique, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like the beauty of pain. I would never usually put those two in one sentence, yet there's so much that comes up for me when I think of that. So, um, you know, how do you want to kick us off with this? Yeah. So I think, you know, we use that term um, with a little bit of caution because um, pain is painful, right? Um, pain, pain can be sucks. devastating. Yeah. Pain <laughs> sucks. Um, it does. It does. And, and I don't want to, I don't want to lighten that, you know, I mean, um, by, by using the term beauty of pain, but on, on the other hand, pain all is dependent on your perspective and how you enter into it and how you um, deal with it when you're in it. And if you can get your perspective around pain changed to what God is calling you into in it, um, it can be more than beautiful. Uh, it's just, it's just getting there, getting from point A to B. And I think the problem is the biggest problem is our culture. We are obsessed with comfortability. We are obsessed with convenience. We are obsessed with protecting against pain. And so what happens is when we're confronted with it, we go, ah, and we are scared of it. We want it to end immediately. We want it to stop. And what we're doing in reality is stopping the process where God is transforming us. And that is just the biggest, um, it's the biggest regret, I think, of, of my life before I kind of got this concept. Wow. I'm, I'm loving everything you're saying. And I can like, what I envision is that butterfly cocoon, right? That's kind of like... Mm -hmm. It's like struggling and then you take a pair of scissors and you cut through it. And then that butterfly is crippled and never yeah. gets to really transform because it didn't go through the season of suffering that it needed to, to become all that it was created to be. Yes. Yes. Suffering is, is not a badge of honor. It is not anything that, that God intended, right? It, it is not anything that, that God created but he allows it in his mercy. He allows it because he knows that it is through suffering that we can become intimately aware 
of Christ in our life because we're connecting with Christ's suffering. There's a reason God could have could have called our salvation through any means possible, but he did it through suffering. And it's because we have an opportunity to connect with Christ in an intimate way that we cannot do in the high, in the high peak moments. We cannot connect in those moments the same that we can in the valley. Um, Bill Johnson said something recently that, I mean, I literally almost fell over. I was like, how have I been alive 39 years and never put this together? But he said, there is going to be a day very soon that we are going to be made new. We are going to be in the continual presence of the Lamb of God. We are going to be worshiping and um, rejoicing for eternity. He said, but for now, now is the only opportunity that we have to share in Christ's suffering. Mm. Do you realize that? Right now, this snapshot in time, our life is the only opportunity that we are going to have to share in Christ's suffering, to be able to lay our head on his lap, to feel his tears and say, these are mine, to say, I know that you know what I'm going through. I can be with you in the garden of Gethsemane and, and, and feel your anguish. This is the only time we get to do that. Yeah. Like very soon, we're going we're gonna to be in heaven. And so how do we utilize our moments and our times of suffering in a way that truly doesn't just reject it and try and guard against it, but how do we say, Jesus, this, in this time, I want to come close. Yeah. Because, because the reality is when we reject it, when we numb it, when we ignore it, when we take pain pills for our pain, we're not getting to the core. We're not healing. We're not allowing ourselves to what you were saying before we got on this podcast to discover this new layer of freedom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I love about what you're sharing, Brooke, is you're speaking from experience. See, a lot of people look at you and they're like, oh, she's got it all figured out. She's never really suffered. Like I, she doesn't understand suffering the way mm -hmm. I have suffered. Right. Cause we always think our suffering is so much worse, but yeah. you've walked through some some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, in 2018 with our second child, uh, we, we were received a diagnosis for her of anencephaly, which is, um, a condition where her skull doesn't completely form, but she's perfect otherwise. And she was given a 0% chance of survival. And so, um, some of the listeners may be aware of our story, but we walked through our entire pregnancy. Uh, I was a news anchor at the time. And so it was a very public journey for us. And we walked through it knowing that our daughter would not survive, but it was on the ultrasound table. I was alone uh, because I had just gone in for a quick, actually case of bronchitis and um, snuck in to see the baby. And it was, I was alone when I received the diagnosis and when the doctor walked out, um, I heard the word Emmanuel spoken over me so clearly. And at that time, I didn't understand what it meant. I honestly, in that moment, thought, why am I hearing a Christmas term? I, I mean, really, I'd been a Christian most of my life, but I still didn't really connect the meaning of, of that name. And it was the prophet Isaiah who foretold of, of a savior to come and we will call him Emmanuel. God is with us. And so in that moment, God was starting a, a divine conversation with me that I am with you. 
when Jesus, before he was resurrected and his disciples were all distraught, he said, it is better that I leave you because I'm going to be giving you a gift of the Holy Spirit. It will be better. I mean, imagine that some people say, oh, oh, if only Jesus were still here. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. It's better that I'm not because I'm giving you the gift of the Holy Spirit that is better than me being here. And that's what we have. Like as as Christians, like we have this gift inside of us and we're not tapping into it. Sometimes we're not, we're not understanding it. We don't even know. And so what my journey of my pregnancy was, was understanding that we have more power, more authority, more stability as, as followers of Jesus Christ than we can comprehend. Even death cannot touch us. And so our daughter was born in, in March of 2019 and she survived for 21 minutes and it was um, a profound and sorrowful and also um, beautiful experience and it developed in me this um, realization that there is so much more for us and that we can walk through anything that life throws at us anything and and we can be untouchable because of the authority and the power that we have in Christ. But, you know, it, it really is up to us. You know, when we talk about suffering as it being an invitation, right? Like the Lord doesn't cause it, but he does in his mercy offer an invitation. And it's up to us to RSVP. Like it's up to us. We can so easily say no. And many people do. Yeah. And it creates bitterness and resentment and hardened hearts. Yeah. Or we can say yes, and we can be driven. Tim Keller has this quote. It says, suffering, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know it exactly, but suffering, if faced rightly, can drive us like a nail deep into the love of God, into more stability and spiritual power than we can imagine. But what is it? It's if faced rightly. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I think um, I learned through, through our experience. Wow. I'm just taking notes because there's just such mm -hmm. insight and wisdom. And like, I almost envisioned us in our suffering as mm -hmm. individuals. And we kind of like have this, we're like at a fork in the road and we can either say no to the suffering and we can get mad and get bitter and get mm -hmm. angry and get, why me? Poor me. Um, I don't have, and, and almost like compare ourselves to other people who might not be suffering the way that we have and have hardened hearts, or we can say yes and go, okay, this is the cup you have for me. Mm -hmm. This is part of my journey. This is part of my, my, my story. I'm going to step into it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to, I'm going to heal. I'm going to process it. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to not numb it. And I'm going to allow it to transform me and, and lead me closer to my purpose and my mm. God and everything that I'm designed for. Yeah. And, and, and really what it should be doing is shedding you from yourself. Mm. Um, even, even viewing suffering in perspective, like, yes, it will be doing something to you and praise God for that. But when Cole and I, about the day after we received the diagnosis, we were sitting on the couch, my husband and I, and believe me when I say we were not some like spiritual, like gurus at this point, like we were, we came from very different um, faith journeys, 
and we were broken. And we sat on the couch and I believe this was the grace of God because I don't even know how we had the insight to, to pray this, but we prayed one prayer and it was three words and it was God be glorified. Mm. We didn't know, we knew we were about to walk through a pregnancy with a child that would die in our arms. We knew that we didn't have an ounce of the strength that it would take to get through that. We didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring, but we knew one thing that if the God of the universe could be glorified in our story, what else could we ask for? And, and he answered that prayer more than we could have even fathomed. And so now we get to go on the other side and we get to say, Oh, this suffering brought about a revelation that this isn't about me. God, God uses me. And like, thank you, Lord, for that. He uses me, but like, it's not about me. It's about his glory. And, and at the end of the day, that's what we're, that's what we're living for. And that's what we're striving for. And somehow I believe suffering is the most powerful tool to get us um, rid, rid of the self. And, and that is a really hard task. And sometimes that's why suffering is the only tool that can strip us of that. Wow. What a different perspective on suffering. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. There's a reason the Bible talks so much about it. Um, I, I mentioned to you earlier, but um, in Philippians, Paul is writing from prison. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for all he knows, he's going to die tomorrow. Like, right. This isn't like our prison systems. Like this is, um, death is at his doorstep constantly. And, and he's writing to the Philippian church and he says, I rejoice because I know that through your prayers and the help of the spirit of Jesus Christ, this is going to turn out for my deliverance as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed, but with full courage now and always Christ will be honored in my body, whether through life or death. So what he's saying is like this, this suffering, which is far greater than what most of us will walk through in our lifetime, this suffering is going to turn out to actually deliver me because what will happen through it is I won't be ashamed and and Christ will be honored. And so if we can go into this knowing like, like the things that were stripped off for me, right? A fear of man. Oh my gosh. My whole life was, was led in a big way by a fear of man, what others think, you know, um, oh, what I share, what, you know, all this stuff stripped, I mean, stripped. Um, and then that, and then this perspective that all that matters is that Christ is honored in my body. Mm-hmm. And, and so like you, you take a passage like that and you just, I mean, I eat it, Nadine, like, I just like eat the scriptures, like this is yeah. such good stuff. And and if we can start to understand why the Bible talks so much about suffering and, um, and the beauty that comes from it, um, I, think, I think we'll all be a lot better off. I do too. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. And I love yeah. that prayer. Three words, God be glorified. So ladies, if you are sitting in a season of suffering right now, I want to invite you to consider 
praying this specific prayer over that season, over what you're going through. And I also want to speak to that woman out there who might not know God and might not have a relationship with God. And I'm wondering if you are suffering, I'm wondering if this is his invitation to you to say, come away with me, my beloved, like come to me in your suffering. I think sometimes when we're suffering, we blame God and we run away from God. But I believe that the way we heal and we transform and we shed those layers and we become all that we're created to be is by running towards God in our suffering because he can handle all of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus says, you know, I've come that, um, you know, to give life and life abundantly. And I think sometimes we think life abundantly means um, when everything is going right and when the bills are being paid and when, you know, the, the kids are behaving and, and all of these things and what life abundantly means, it means living beyond your circumstances, living abundantly, no matter what's happening, finding hope and peace, you know, knowing that like, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were in the fire, they couldn't be burned. You know, the enemy, what the enemy meant for evil, the Lord is working for good. Yes. That is a promise. Yes. Right. And, and, and so the gospel of Jesus Christ is more beautiful than we can even fathom. It is a revelation of Christ himself and, and it should usher us into freedom um, to understand that there is nothing in this life, nothing in this life, not even death itself, um, that can that can touch us. Okay. That's power. That is power. Yeah. Well, we're kind of at that a lot of time as we kind of start to wrap it up. And yeah. I just, ladies, I just want to encourage you to look towards God, whether mm-hmm. you, whatever season that you're in, he is freedom. And he is the one that gives us a life of abundance. And Brooke, I just want to say thank you for sharing a part of your story and just for, for, for speaking truth over, over us today. This was just really powerful, just a great reminder. And it really does just completely shift my perspective about pain and suffering and how it is beautiful. And that it is, it's always used for good. Um, is there anything that you'd like to say as we wrap this up today, Brooke? Uh, no, I just thank everyone for listening. Um, I just, and, and really more than anything, I, I want to, um, you know, encourage wherever you're at in your journey, um, that, that God has more for you and it's, it's, it's more beautiful and, and deep than you can imagine. And I just encourage you to find people who are hungry, hungry to chase after Jesus. And if you are not a believer, find someone and and ask them, um, because we can't do this alone. And, um, and believe me, it is contagious when you get around people who are hungry, Uh, all of a sudden your appetite expands too. So go after him. There's nothing better. So good. And it's life-giving. That's what I, when I'm around women who are faithful, build and really truly in alignment and are seeking God, whether they're messing up or not, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. we mess up every day, right? But it, it is life giving yeah. ladies. And I just want to let you know, we have a community of women who want to pour life 
into you and back and forth because we are better and stronger together. So plug into the Purposeful Living community. And if you want to hear more from Brooke, uh, she has a website. We'll include that, but it's morewithbrookemartin.com. You can find her on Instagram. You can find her on Facebook. She's got a page on there and we'll include all of that so you can find her and see what she's up to. I know she's working on some retreats uh, on a book. I mean, there's lots of good stuff in the works. So thank you for joining us, ladies. I just want to say that you are loved and you are seen, and you are not alone. And there's a purpose and a plan for you in this life that only you can fill. So I just pray that you continue to take one step in front of the next, and you keep seeking God wherever you are, because he will lead you where you are meant to go. Thanks, ladies. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.